Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. I'm Rebecca Lawrence. And I am Jacopo Fanciulli, and we are the authors of the Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine Series. This show will feature narrations of our second book in the series, The, the Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, Wine International Grape Varieties. We wrote this book for curious wine lovers, especially those who enjoy the idea of having a light-hearted, entertaining crash course into this very broad topic. Join, Join us that? as we journey through the world of Italian wine. Ciao. Another installment of the second Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, International Grape Varieties in Italy, presented by the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Joy Livingston and I'll be your narrator for this series. The Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, International Grape Varieties in Italy is the new book from Positive Press and if you're wondering how to get a copy of the book, the Kindle version will soon be available on Amazon and the paperback will likewise be available from PositivePress.net. Donate to the Italian Wine Podcast and we'll send you a complimentary paperback copy of the book. Wait, I should rephrase that. It seems like last time I said this, a $1 donation cost us $30 to ship to Tajikistan. Seriously, not cool, dude. So by donating a minimum of $10 to the Italian Wine Podcast, we'll send you a free copy of the book. Find details at italianwinepodcast.com and remember to rate our show wherever you listen to your podcasts. The International Dominance in Sparkling Wine If we exclude for the moment Italy's undisputed sparkling wine juggernaut, Prosecco, we can say that much of the history and success of Italian sparkling wines are linked to the presence and diffusion of international varieties in Italy. In fact, this is the case for many sparkling wines around the world. As Champagne from France really led the way and gained the first global reputation for sparkling wines made with a second fermentation in the bottle, the method that gives yeast, toasty, and biscuity aromas and flavors to the finished wine. This is obviously one of the main reasons why the grapes planted in the Champagne region of France have been carried around the world, but also grapes of Chardonnay and Pinot Noir are ideal for sparkling wines as they can grow in cool climates, have excellent acidity levels, and can be made into wines neutral enough for the fruit character not to hide or overpower the autolytic yeast character. The sparkling wines of Italy have long been ambitious and striving to produce effervescent wines able to compete with the most renowned bubbles in the world. The first example can be dated from as early as 1860, when winemaker and innovator Carlo Gancia took it upon himself to deepen his knowledge about the production of Champagne and then bring this knowledge back to Italy to experiment with the traditional method for the production of Moscato-based sparkling wine in the area of Asti. Later, other key figures in the history of Italian winemaking began their own experiments with the production of sparkling wines. In particular, Antonio Carpene in Conegliano in 1868 and Giulio Ferrari in Trento in 1902. As the initial inspiration came from Champagne, in most cases the grapes used for the production of Italian sparkling wines are 
Pinot Noir, and Chardonnay. However, there are a myriad of sparkling wines made from native grapes, and sparkling wines in Italy has established itself as a high-quality category. In order to protect its image and production in 1975, a group of big names in the Italian sparkling wine industry founded the Instituto Italiano Spumante Classico, which aimed to protect wines produced with the traditional method, re-fermented in bottles, and to promote their diffusion and knowledge in Italy and abroad. The founding members were the owners of the companies Gancia, La Versa, Carpene Malvolti, Contratto, Ferrari, Antinori, and Duke Antonio Denari. In 1966, the institute was renamed Instituto Talento Metodo Classico. This group aimed to identify the sparkling wines produced in Italy using a second fermentation in bottle in specifically defined areas. According to strict production rules and using Chardonnay, Pinot Nero, and Pinot Bianco grapes produced in the dock areas of Piemonte, Lombardy, Trentino Alto Adige, Veneto, and Friuli Venezia Giulia. Despite the fact that many dock or DOCG areas include sparkling wine types within their rules and that many of these are made with native grapes, there are a series of select denominations that focus on sparkling wines made with international varieties. Let's look specifically at those you absolutely must get to know. Trento Doc This story begins in 1902 when Giulio Ferrari, after having studied at the Agricultural School of San Michele all'Adige and the Institute of Viticulture in Montpellier, set up a small winery and began to produce a wine with refermentation in the bottle using Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. The success of this first experiment and the exponential growth over the years in the number of bottles produced meant that by the 60s a growing number of Trentino producers began to follow his example. And in 1993, the sparkling wine produced in Trentino obtained the recognition of the denomination of origin, Trento Doc. The wines are required to undergo a minimum of 15 months of bottle aging to meet the denomination's requirements. Franciacorta DOCG The history of Franciacorta begins in Lombardy in 1961 when the winemaker Berlucchi released the first 3,000 bottles of a Metodo Classico sparkling wine, christening the product Pinot di Franciacorta. This is also the first time that the name Franciacorta appears on the label of a wine. The vines used at the time were Pinot Bianco, with the possible addition of Pinot Grigio, and Pinot Nero. Then, in the following years, Chardonnay began to replace Pinot Grigio in the blend. And indeed, now Pinot Grigio is no longer allowed in the blend. In the 70s, Franciacorta began its rise to prominence. In this period, a large number of entrepreneurs began to buy land and plant vineyards in Franciacorta. Entrepreneurs in the 80s, on the other hand, 
who were interested in new vineyards or in need of modernization, had the foresight to establish themselves despite the fact that enology was not their sector, recognizing the commercial potential of this style of wine. The establishment of the consortium in the 90s gave life to the Francia Corta and Francia Corta DOCG era as we know them today. These sparkling wines are categorized by their sweetness level in the same way as Champagne. They can be brut, extra brut, millesimato, meaning vintage. And in addition, there is the term satin, a unique category in Francia Corta with less pressure, which therefore gives a more delicate froth, leading to the reference to satin, the Italian word for silk. The bottle aging requirements differ depending on the type, so these might be helpful things to remember when looking at labels. Minimum aging on the lees duration in months. Francia Corta, 18. Francia Corta Rosé, 24. Francia Corta Satin, 24. Francia Corta Millesimato, 30. Francia Corta Rosé Millesimato, 30. Francia Corta Satin Millesimato, 30. Francia Corta Reserve, 60. Francia Corta Rosé Reserva, 60. Francia Corta Satin Reserva, 60. Alta Langa DOCG. Alta Langa DOCG is the brut sparkling wine of Piedmont. Its history is both long and somewhat unclear. It was actually the first Metodo Classico wine to be produced in Italy, having been made since the mid-19th century in a series of underground cathedrals that are now recognized as a UNESCO World Heritage Site. While historically the grapes used to produce it were Nebbiolo, Today, the wine is made from Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. It can be white or rosé, brut or pas dosé, meaning without any added sugar, and has a very long aging time on yeasts, requiring at least 30 months. Notably, the Alta Langa sparklers are exclusively made as millesimato. They are always vintage wines. Oltreppo Pavese Metodo Classico DOCG. Given the great quality of Pinot Noir being grown in the territory of Oltreppo Pavese, neighboring Piemontese sparkling wine producers were attracted to this territory with a view to create an Italian champagne. Thus, in 1865, Carlo Gancia joined the Count Carlo. Giorgi di Vistarino, a local landowner in Lombardy, to give life to the first sparkling wines at his eponymous estate, while in 1907 the engineer Domenico Mazza di Codevilla hired an enologist from Reims to perfect his own sparkling wine on his property, Montelio. Later, in the wine's history, he was awarded first place at the National Exhibition of Milan in 1984. In 1907, the SVIC, 
Società Vinicola Italiana Casteggio, was founded, and by 1912 it had already reached great heights with its name appearing on a flashy billboard next to the Statue of Liberty in New York. It has continued to gain popularity and is really beginning to make a name for itself as a standout sparkling wine made from red grapes, as the Oltrepo Pavese Metodo Classico is made from Pino Nero grapes and must experience a minimum aging in the bottle of 15 months or 24 for the Reserva. One of the key things about the international variety sparkling wines in Italy, particularly in contrast to their French counterparts, is that the climate really impacts the fruit character of the wines. Many of the Metodo Classico wines have longer aging periods on the lees. One of the reasons for this is that with the lower latitude and longer sunshine hours, the fruit profile of the wines can be much richer. Therefore, the base wines can withstand greater time on the lees without completely overpowering the fruit. As a result, the sparkling wines of Italy give both powerful fruit and yeast flavors, as well as a delicious texture. Another standout point is the addition of Pinot Bianco to the wines in Franciacorta. This adds an aromatic profile, and this adds a different layer of aromas altogether. This shows how Italian producers have been able to take the international style of sparkling wine and really make it their own. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, International Grape Varieties, the second and newest book in the Jumbo Shrimp series. We plan to continue bringing you more episodes each Thursday. And remember, the Kindle version of the book will soon be available on Amazon, and the paperback will likewise be available from PositivePress.net. Also, rate our show wherever you tune in. Find Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at EtaWine podcast check out at mama jumbo shrimp on tiktok